This week on Foamcast Radio, we've got new nerf leaks, and the names in the Alpha Strike line still make no sense. Worker licenses another Captain Slug creation, Foam Blast releases their long-awaited flywheel removal tool, I give you my tactical analysis of a new company's first dart blaster, I'm back with your requisition recon and battlespace intel, and a special guest who sometimes wears a beret is in the war room, talking about his paradoxical team gearing up for the Foam Pro Tour. Listen up and load up. It's time for the biggest podcast in the world dedicated to foam blaster toys. News, reviews, events, and more. And now, recording from the broadcast bunker, it's Ben Anderson, the host of Foamcast Radio. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. Before we get started, I've got a new segment, shouting out a member of the Foam Patrol. I don't have a shout out this week, but if you'd like to be shouted out, you can join the Foam Patrol yourself at foamcastradio.com slash merch. Just search for the Foam Patrol section, buy a shirt, and I'll shout you out on the next episode. Alright, I've got a quick sit rep before we get into the Stratcom. First, I want to apologize for this episode being late. I was supposed to record it a day ago, but I ended up waiting a long time at a shop for my car to get fixed, and that set me way back and I wasn't able to get it recorded on time. Hopefully, it's worth the wait. Next, I wanted to let you know that I'm currently looking for people to volunteer with me at the Foam Pro Tour as line referees. The organizers of the event are still looking for some volunteers, and anyone who's a fan of my podcast and volunteers with me will be shouted out on the next episode of the podcast after End War as an honorary member of the Foam Patrol, even if you don't buy a shirt. Of course, I'll be wearing my Foam Patrol shirt, and if you're wearing yours too, that'll look really cool. Once again, they're at foamcastradio.com slash merch. Alright, let's get into the Stratcom, and there is a lot. First up, we have new leaks of the Nerf Alpha Strike series. We already knew about the Tiger, the Stinger, and the Wolf, but now we know that there's also going to be something called the Fang, something called the Cobra RC, and something that's called the Battalion Set. We don't have photos, we don't know anything about these new blasters, but we do have estimated prices for all of the items in the line. These prices are based on a currency conversion from euros, so they're approximate and they might be different when the products are actually released. First up, the Tiger is going to be around 30 US dollars. The Stinger will be around 5 US dollars. The Wolf will be around 15 US dollars. The Fang about 8 US dollars. The Cobra RC about 15 US dollars. And the Battalion set will be about 30 US dollars. We also still don't have a release date for these yet, but as soon as we have any more information, I'll let you know. Next up, there's been a leak of an upcoming repaint of the Diva Blaster. This is one of the blasters from the Nerf Overwatch line, and I've seen a photo of some box art for a new yellow version. We don't have a release date or a price yet, but I'll let you know those details as soon as I have them as well. Next up, Worker has now licensed the Esper from Captain Slug, just like they did previously with the Caliburn. Just as with the Caliburn, it is still 3D printed, but custom colors are also available when you order. It's currently priced at 88 US dollars on both WorkerKit.com and NFStrike.com, and it comes as a kit that you assemble yourself. 
Finally, Foam Blast has released the Yoink tool. This is actually not so much a complete tool as attachments that attach to the clamp from the Perfect Fit, a tool that Foam Blast previously released that helps you to attach flywheels to your motors. These new attachments are only four US dollars, so coupled with the five US dollar price of the Perfect Fit, you're looking at nine US dollars to have both. These are both available right now at foamblastshop.com. For more information on anything I've talked about, check out the show notes at foamcastradio.com. Foamcast Radio is supported by Surfshark. If you've been listening to Foamcast Radio for a while, you've heard me talk about the importance of using a VPN service to protect your privacy online. After using one of their competitors for a while, I tried out Surfshark and I was blown away. Their service is faster and more reliable than any other VPN service I've tried, and it even includes tracker and ad blockers so advertising agencies can't track you around the web. And now they're offering an exclusive discount just for my listeners. Only $1.99 a month, a lower price than ExpressVPN, NordVPN, or any of their other competitors. And unlike competing services, Surfshark doesn't limit the number of devices you can use on a single account. Sign up for Surfshark right now and get 83% off the normal price. Take advantage of this offer exclusively available to Foamcast Radio listeners by going to foamcastradio.com slash surfshark. That's foamcastradio.com slash surfshark. Thanks to Surfshark for supporting Foamcast Radio. All right, everybody, this week I've got a tactical analysis of a blaster from a company called Kakusen. At least I think that's how you pronounce it. It's spelled C-A-C-U-S-N. And the only name that they've given it so far is Blaster. But looking into them a little bit and asking them a couple of questions, I found out that this is their first blaster and they are working on designing more. Full disclosure, they did give this blaster to me for free, but in keeping with my policy, I told them that I would only give an honest review and I would let my audience know that I received it for free. First, let's talk a little bit about the details of this blaster. It's a pull-to-prime direct plunger pistol that has four rotating barrels and includes 12 suction darts. It's available for 10 US dollars right now on Amazon. It also features these flip-out little bow arms and a sight on top when you prime the blaster. I thought that ergonomics were good. The grip wasn't too small, but it wasn't the most comfortable either. However, the priming handle is a T-handle, a lot like what you see people attach to their Nerf rival Kronos, and it's very easy to grip and pull on. Aesthetically, this is basically a mashup between the Nerf Rebel Bow Strike and the Nerf AccuStrike Quadrant. But it is not a direct copy. It does use original molds. It functioned reliably and it didn't jam in my testing, but performance was pretty low. It averaged about 40 feet per second and maxed out at about 50. But of course, that doesn't really matter if you're interested in modding it. So let's talk about the moddability of this blaster. I went ahead and opened it up and looked at the internals, and the first thing that I discovered was that it will not accept a K26 spring. A lot like a Joel or a triad, the spring fits a little bit inside the plunger head, and it's too small for a K26 to fit inside. However, theoretically, you could upgrade it with another spring, although I didn't have any handy that I was able to use. I did notice that the O-ring was very loose on the plunger head, and I gave it two wraps of Teflon tape to improve the seal. Now, this blaster already doesn't have an air restrictor, but it looks like they were planning on putting one in, because there's a lot of dead space between the plunger head and the back of the cylinder, and there's quite a bit of plastic blocking the air path. However, this plastic is easily removed, and like I said, there isn't really 
really an error restrictor to worry about. However, I don't know of a great way that you could get rid of that dead space easily. Now, if you don't like the moving exterior parts, those can easily be removed, or you can just take out the internal mechanism and then glue them in place to leave them on the blaster, but prevent them from actually folding out. My conclusion is that this is a decent stock pistol for the price, and if you want to get something for a kid, they would probably like this blaster. On the other hand, if you want something that is truly battle-ready, this blaster can definitely be upgraded for better performance, but that's true of a lot of different blasters. And this one doesn't necessarily stand out among them. Still, I can't wait to see what other blasters this company comes up with. Alright, let's get into your requisition recon for this week. The Nerf Rival Rechargeable Battery Pack is available on Amazon for $16 US dollars, down from its normal $30 US dollar price. The Nerf N-Strike Elite AccuStrike Raptor Strike is available for $30 US dollars at Walmart, down from its $50 US dollar price. The Nerf N-Strike Elite Infinis is available at Walmart for $40 US dollars, down from $70 US dollars. And the Nerf N-Strike Elite AccuStrike Stratohawk is available for $40 US dollars, down from $70 US dollars at Walmart. The Nerf Modulus Ghost Ops Evader is available for $27 US dollars at Walmart, down from its normal $37 price. And the blue Nerf Rival Hypnos Blaster is available at Walmart for $39 US dollars, down from $50 US dollars. The Nerf Modulus Regulator is available at Walmart for $45 US dollars, down from $60 US dollars. And the Nerf Zombie Strike Scravenger is available from Walmart at $25 US dollars, down from $47 US dollars. The Nerf Zombie Strike Rev Reaper is available at Walmart for $15 US dollars, down from $25. And the Nerf Rival Phantom Core Helios is available at Walmart for $21 US dollars, down from $30. The Nerf N Strike Mega Accu Strike Thunderhawk is available from Walmart at $25 US dollars, down from $47. And the Nerf Rival Prometheus is available for $150 US dollars at Walmart, down from its normal price of $200 US dollars. The Nerf Rival Phantom Core Hades is available at Walmart for $39 US dollars, down from $70 US dollars. And the Nerf N-Strike Modulus Mediator is available at Walmart, dropped from $25 US dollars, down to $10 US dollars. Finally, the Zuru X-Shot Turbo Advance is available at Target, on sale for $17 US dollars, down from its normal $30 US dollar price. I also wanted to point out a few sales going on. Containment Crew has a 5% off coupon code. Just enter either WVZ2019 or Endwar2019, and not only will you get 5% off, you'll also be supporting hashtag nerfing for autism. My sponsor SM Enterprises has a coupon code FOAMCAST to get you 10% off, and my sponsor Flux Sunglasses has a coupon code FLUXFOAM10 for 10% off. Finally, make sure that you've joined my Facebook fan group at Foamcast Radio Fans, because there's all kinds of giveaways being posted there all the time. Giveaways of blasters, modded blasters, modification parts, tools, all kinds of stuff. It's easy to join, just go to Facebook and search for Foamcast Radio Fans, and watch for those giveaways. Alright, let's get into your Battlespace Intel. Blair County House of Nerf is having their season opener event in Bellwood, Pennsylvania on May 17th. The Temecula Nerf Club is having their Nerf War No. 1 in Murrieta, California on May 17th. The Minnesota Nerf community is having their Blaster Swap and Sale event in Cottage Grove, Minnesota on May 17th. Chasers Laser Tag is having their Friday Night Nerf and Laser Tag Wars in Naperville, Illinois on May 17th. 
The Verona Public Library is having their Nerf or Nothing event in Verona, Wisconsin on May 17th. The Garden State Nerf Squad is having their Mod and Loadout Workshop in Paramus, New Jersey on May 17th. The Maryland Nerf Herders are having their May Nerf War in Severn, Maryland on May 18th. Urban Tactical SG is having their Operation Nighthawk event in Singapore on May 18th. The Kentucky-Indiana Nerf Group is having their Check It Out War in Jeffersonville, Indiana on May 18th. New York City Nerf Ops is having their Cataclysm Neo 2 event in Mountainside, New Jersey on May 18th. Southern Maryland House of Nerf is having their May 2019 Nerf Battle in La Plata, Maryland on May 18th. Alabama United Nerf is having their monthly Nerf War number 19 in Vestavia Hills, Alabama on May 18th. Cauldron's Keep is having their Wasteland War event in Dale, Texas on May 18th. The Utah Nerf Foam Flingers are having their official May general event in Copperton, Utah on May 18th. The R.I. Summer Nerf League is having their Nerf War event in Barrington, Rhode Island on May 18th. The Maryville Nerfing Nation is having their Nerf War event in Maryville, Missouri on May 18th. The Port Orange Foam Flingers are having their Nerf War event in South Daytona, Florida on May 18th. Thermopolis Nerf is having their May the Nerf Be With You event in Thermopolis, Wyoming on May 18th. Project My Neighborhood is having their Game of Foams Team Blaster Tournament, World's Largest Blaster Battle, and Modded Blaster Battles all in Woodbury, Minnesota on May 18th. The San Antonio Nerf Militia is having their Trinity Battle in San Antonio, Texas on May 18th. 909 Foam Wars is having their Nerf event in Upland, California on May 19th. The Gold Coast Nerf Group is having their May Nerf War in Narang, Queensland, Australia on May 19th. Adelaide Nerf Wars is having their post-election blues event in Adelaide, South Australia on May 19th. HVZ Brisbane is having their May Day May Day event in Wishart, Queensland, Australia on May 19th. Urban Tactical SG is having their Mayhem The Finale event in Singapore on May 19th. Thanet Dart Wars are having their free-to-play Nerf War in Ramsgate, England on May 19th. Southern Alabama Nerf Club is having their Nerf event in Mobile, Alabama on May 19th. The Charleston Nerf Club is having their Nerf War number 3 in Somerville, South Carolina on May 19th. The Michiana League of Nerfers is having their Nerf War number 13 in South Bend, Indiana on May 19th. The Cincinnati area Nerf enthusiasts are having their Nerf War number 19-5 in Cincinnati, Ohio on May 19th. The Village of Lodi Nerf Club is having their Nerf Battle event in Lodi, Ohio on May 19th. Hampton Roads Nerf Gaming is having their May the Foam Be With You event in Virginia Beach, Virginia on May 19th. Columbus, Ohio Nerf Club is having their PvP event in Hilliard, Ohio on May 19th. The 5280 Foam Dart League is having their May the 19th Be a Good Day for War event in Denver, Colorado on May 19th. Horizon Prime is having their LARP event in Chatteroy, Washington on May 19th. Nerfed is having their modded night in Boise, Idaho on May 19th. The Strike Zone Arena is having their adult rival battle in Spokane Valley, Washington on May 19th. HVZ at Corvallis is having their HVZ event in Corvallis, Oregon on May 20th. And the BC Nerf Alliance is having their number 19 Battle Royale in Burnaby, British Columbia, Canada on May 20th. For more information on any of these events and to make sure your event gets mentioned on the podcast, 
head to foamcastradio.com slash intel. Before we go to break, I've got a couple of after-action reviews for you. Just before I headed off to vacation, I was able to go to a couple of different events in my area. The first was a Horizon Prime event. Horizon Prime is a new post-apocalyptic LARP group starting up in my area. Because it's a new group, we spent a lot of time assembling cover and getting bases put together, and then we played for a couple of hours on private property up in Chatteroy, Washington. We had attendance of about a dozen people, which was pretty good for a first official event. The next day, I went to an event at the Strike Zone Arena in Spokane Valley, Washington. This is an indoor blaster battle arena that is under new ownership. The new owners are really excited to involve the adult blaster community, which is awesome. And this was their first adult battle night allowing the use of modded blasters. We had close to 15 people in attendance, and they've got more events planned, including one this Sunday, and lots of exciting future plans. I can't wait to tell you more about them. Foamcast Radio is supported by SM Enterprises. If you're like me, the first thing you do when you get a new blaster is open it up and start modding it. But what if you didn't have to? My friends at SM Enterprises are professional blaster modders with the equipment and experience necessary to provide premium quality, high performance modded blasters at reasonable prices. Their highly rated online store offers many of the most popular blasters in a variety of configurations. Or, if you prefer doing the upgrades yourself, they also offer great modding components, like pre-cut K26 springs, spring spacers, tools, and more. They even have a variety of ammo types to choose from. And for a limited time, SM Enterprises is offering my listeners an exclusive discount. Order now and use coupon code FOAMCAST to get 10% off your entire order. Take advantage of this offer exclusively available to FOAMCAST Radio listeners by going to foamcastradio.com slash smenterprises. That's foamcastradio.com slash smenterprises. Thanks to SM Enterprises for supporting FOAMCAST Radio. Alright everybody, this week I am super excited to have an awesome special guest in the war room with me. He's a blaster enthusiast, a YouTuber, and game organizer for the Pacific Northwest Nerf Club, but most importantly, he's the namesake for my favorite color of Proton Rounds, Blue Beret. I'm talking, of course, about Brett Screechfield, also known as Beret. How you doing, Brett? I'm doing well, Ben. Thanks for having me. Well, I am really happy to have you here talking with us today, and I definitely have some questions about your participation in the upcoming Foam Pro Tour. But before we get to those questions, I always like to learn more about my guests and specifically to learn how they got into this hobby. So can you tell us how did you start playing with blasters? Yeah, well, it's been a while now that I think about it. I started actually in middle school, which is around 2007. I think I was just walking through Target with my parents and I saw the N-Strike Unity system on the shelves. So I convinced them to get me, kind of <laughs> drop me into this rabbit hole, which was the Titan, the Hornet, and the Scout. And then eventually I had a couple Mavericks and then it led to my first big event, which was a surprise party with a couple friends. And then that turned into a small Nerf War in the local park, which was me dual wielding two Mavericks. Uh, that's kind of how I got my start. And then it just kept going from there. Uh, more blasters through high school. 
more things through high school, um, which then panned a little down in college and then picked right back up after college when I met more people in the uh, Pacific Northwest and started playing again. Now, you definitely have a huge footprint in the Blaster community. Most people probably know you through your YouTube channel. When did you start uh, making those YouTube videos and, and what got you into doing that? Yeah, so the YouTube stuff is definitely more recent, though I, I guess now it's been about a couple years, uh, maybe maybe going on three. Um, I, I guess I've technically been making videos for a little bit longer than that. As I've mentioned, I, I got into the hobby 10 plus years ago at this point. The hobby was definitely very different at that time, and I wasn't you know, necessarily like a part of a community, so to speak. You know, the internet was still earlier in their Facebook groups. Um, I sound really dated saying that, but you know, I was, I was younger. And so I was a little more skeptical to go out and find people as well. And, you know, browse the internet for people who like Nerf. Um, but I, I started recording gameplay footage actually, um, with my, my friends, especially through high school when I got my, uh, first pair of video sunglasses and they were really, really cheap looking back. I think I still have them, but the camera doesn't work. And they recorded, you know, our gameplay footage, which was so interesting to me to go back and watch what what we did and started making, you know, like some little compilations of our footage where I was like, oh, I'll just crop this where I can make sure I see the blaster. And I, you know, I make a video and, and I'd post that on YouTube and I shared it just with my local friends. And then I, I started doing some more of that too, um, end of high school and a little bit earlier years of college when I had my, my new GoPro, uh, the Hero 2 which I was so happy to finally get some decent-ish quality. It was a little bit shaky, but it was totally acceptable. And I did the same kind of thing. I experimented a little bit more with our locations, but I, I loved being able to share, again, mostly just with my friends, like, hey, here are games that we go to, and now you can look back and see them, and now they kind of serve as memories to me. But um, then it kind of went down, as I mentioned before, for a bit through college since we didn't have a chance to organize any groups um, where more people would organize HVZ. And then afterwards, I, I found some other people in the Pacific Northwest who liked to play. Some were from Oregon, which is where I'm living. And then a lot of other folks were from Washington. And I met this dude called Walcom S7. And he also, at that same event, met this guy called Captain Xavier. And that started something you may have heard of before. And so as they started filming videos together, I was in the backgrounds of those, if not just on the sidelines, helping out here and there, and I enjoyed watching what they were doing, and I thought, you know, I could I could do some of that stuff too, maybe, or I have some ideas I'd like to try out. But I was still recording gameplay footage with them for the most part until I decided, you know what, we're gonna maybe let's try some review videos and let's see how those how those turn out. And um, then it just <laughs> I don't even know how it eventually got to where it got, but I started sharing exactly what I loved about how I got into the hobby of you know nerf blasting and. I guess people started to enjoy it and I wanted to invo um, involve more people. So I started making like surveys for my gameplay stuff. I started reviewing silly nerf articles and I really enjoyed it and I think others did too. And uh, here we are today. Awesome. Well, that definitely is a really cool origin story and very different from a lot of the other ones that we've heard. So that's, that's pretty awesome. Now, coming up here, we've got uh, a huge event happening in Georgia that you and I are both going to be at. And part of that is the Foam Pro Tour. But a lot of people listening right now might not know exactly what the Foam Pro Tour is. So before we talk about what you are going to be doing there, can you kind of explain what the Foam Pro Tour is? 
the Foam Pro Tour is a competitive 5v5 uh, Ion Rush style tournament, which is, yes, launching uh, officially at End War 2019. I don't know if it's continuing on uh, for years to come. I imagine it would, um, or at least once we see it successfully run for the first time, it will continue on. But we know it's officially starting uh, this year, and the Ion Rush format is uh, kind of a speedball style game, and I don't actually have a huge... Uh, window into it from like a personal experience because I've never played Ion Rush the same way others do because it's a 250 FPS game so they're they're much higher FPS games than um, what I'm a little more used to playing uh, which is King of the Hill with the Blaster Tag Association um, and the ammo is a little bit more limited too so you get 250 darts uh, per team so split between five people that's an average of 50 per person uh, and it's a much faster pace with two minute rounds. And if you're hit once, you are out for that entire round. And I think normally Ion Rush does best of three. Um, it might be a little bit different for the Foam Pro Tour, but in, in general, it's uh, best of three. So you you uh, win two games first, and uh, you, you win right there. They also do pickup games normally with Ion Rush, where here it's actually going to be five five players on the same team the entire time. And, and then to reiterate, those are 250 darts for the entire potential three games. So it's definitely something that's focused on some maybe more precise nerfing, some pretty serious game tactics, and watching your ammo and learning how to play that, and then knowing if you want to maybe score the flag, which is in the center, versus uh, eliminating the entire other team. So that's exactly how I see it right now, and we have, I think, some more rules that will come uh, once we finally close registration or we get closer to it, but... um, that's that's as much as I know at this time. Well, it definitely sounds exciting, and uh, I understand that our friends Jesse and Jackie Kavarovics are going to be kind of running the show there, which uh, is really cool, along with uh, a bunch of other people, obviously. I don't want to leave other people out, but there's a ton of people that are helping to make this happen. But uh, that's definitely exciting that you're going to be uh, uh, that you're going to be participating in that, and uh, you, you're going to be on a team. Uh, what's the name of the team that you're going to be playing for? I am going to be on a team. I am going to be on Team Paradox. And Paradox is the best way to describe our team, which is five players from five different uh, time zones across the world. Which is definitely awesome. Uh, It's amazing that something like this has been able to come together. Uh, Who are the other players on your team? So first off, I guess, obviously, there's myself. Uh, I'm from the West Coast, of course. And then we have, uh, goes by Shaggy. He's part of the ADL and we've named him our team captain because he plays, uh, with the Atomic Dart League all the time. So he knows the Ion Rush format a little bit more. He's our boots on the ground man right now, so to speak. Um, but we trust him for maybe setting up some more plays and, uh, he's, he seems to have the most experience going into this. So he's, yeah, down, um, in the south. And then we have Archer, who you might know from Woman of Nerf, who I think it's her birthday today. So happy birthday, Archer. She is from the East Coast. She will be bringing a lot of hype if she hasn't already. She's doing a fantastic job of that. And then we have uh, Spectre N7. He is over in the UK. So 
that's pretty crazy. And just as crazy, Devil's Nerfworks, he's over in uh, Germany. Um, and it's really great for one that they're even coming, you know, all the way out here to End War, but that they're going to be on our team. And especially uh, Devils and uh, Shaggy have both been working on our jersey and logo. So we're really excited to be able to share that once it's done and get to kind of represent our team. And those are just five players um, with no substitutes. I don't think I've touched on it all that it's uh, you, you can have five players on a team with two substitutes. But we're just going in with five right now because we all expect that we will be able to play as much as possible. We want to play as much as possible and not maybe leave someone out who will be like, oh, I'll be an alternate and then not get a chance. So that's our, our current plan. Well, that is really awesome that you're able to, you know, kind of come together from all over the world to form this team and play in this competition, which I understand that there are some currently not totally disclosed cash prizes that are going to be awarded maybe, um, which is pretty exciting and awesome. Uh, do you have any like sponsors or anything that are helping you guys out with costs associated with coming together and competing? We do have a couple of sponsors and we are very, very thankful for these uh, sponsors who are sponsoring a team that will, again, have never played together until we actually get to the event and we'll actually never have our jerseys or our eye protection before we get to the event. So you guys are awesome. Uh, The first one is Foam Dart Thunder, and they are going to help sponsor our jerseys, which is really kind of them. So they'll get a nice little spot on our jerseys. And the second one your listeners might be a little familiar with is a a company called Flux Sunglasses. They're actually giving us all pairs of sunglasses that we will be representing at, uh, I'll probably be wearing mine the whole weekend, but at the very least, we'll be wearing them in uh, the Foam Pro Tour, and we will have a nice little spot for them on our jerseys as well. That is super exciting, and yes, uh, I'm sure my listeners are familiar with them. Um, I'm going to be wearing my Flux sunglasses the entire weekend as well, and if anybody else out there wants to get a pair of their own before then, uh, head to foamcastradio.com slash flux and use the coupon code FLUXFOAM10 to get 10% off. They're awesome sunglasses, and I'm really excited that they're sponsoring you. Well, I definitely have some more questions questions for you about uh, your preparation for the Foam Pro Tour and kind of some of your strategies and stuff like that. Before we get to those questions, though, we've got a quick message from one of my hand-selected sponsors, and then we'll be right back. Foamcast Radio is supported by PodCoin. Did you know you can get paid to listen to all your favorite podcasts, including Foamcast Radio? Just install the free PodCoin app for iOS or Android, and every minute you listen earns you points toward gift cards for Amazon Target Star Starbucks and more. And PodCoin even has an exclusive bonus just for my listeners. When you enter the code FOAMCAST, you'll get 300 bonus points right away. Don't waste another minute listening for free. Install the free PodCoin app and start earning today. Thanks to PodCoin for supporting FOAMCAST Radio. All right, everybody, it's time for your counterintelligence contest this week. The winner of the last contest was Chris Glennon, who won the Custom Blaster and Fairy Blossom Festival Midsummer Games ticket package provided by Faye Productions. Please help me in thanking them for sponsoring this giveaway by checking out their YouTube channel and consider subscribing to Faye Productions on YouTube. This week's prize is a Kronos K26 upgrade spring and Jamdoor Delete from my sponsor SM Enterprises. 
And you're definitely going to want to enter this because you get to actually choose the color of the 3D printed Jamdoor Delete. To enter, go to the SM Enterprises store by going to foamcastradio.com slash smenterprises, and on the store's main page, you'll see the keyword. Enter that keyword at foamcastradio.com slash win to enter to win the prize. I know this is a couple of extra steps, but increasing the traffic to their store's website is just our way of thanking them for sponsoring this giveaway. So again, go to foamcastradio.com slash smenterprises to get the keyword, and enter it at foamcastradio.com dot com slash win. Good luck. All right, everybody, we are back with Brett, and we are talking a little bit about getting ready for the Foam Pro Tour. Um, do you have any idea right now uh, who you're going to be competing against? Have you been doing any sort of research in that regard? We have been doing a little bit of recon, but it's pretty hard right now, I would say. It's not all out in the open. Like, uh, we know some of the other teams that have registered, and I think we ourselves, you know, have made enough noise that people are like, oh, yeah, Team Paradox, they exist. Um, we know a few places, like, obviously, there are some folks from the SCNC uh, ADL teams that uh, are, are in there. I think there are maybe two teams from there. I know from listening to the uh, Detroit guys, there's going to be a team from there. I know Dauntless, I'm pretty sure they're still calling themselves Dauntless for this event. Uh, we'll have a team uh, from the West Coast. Um, and I've, you know, heard a couple things here and there, but I, I really don't know a full list. And I don't think we're going to see all of that presented to us until um, the registration closes. I, I might be wrong on that, but we will we'll kind of wait to find out. And I guess that's kind of uh, exciting, but also nerve wracking. You know, we're, we're really just going to find out when we get to the event, so to speak. I guess I also know that the, uh, the crew auxiliary has a team too. But yeah, it's a not super out in the open, but I, I guess it's also not like a hush-hush thing, so to speak. Well, it's definitely uh, exciting, and it'll be exciting to see who else is going to be there and who you'll be facing off against. Uh, I think that'll be really cool and fun for um, maybe some people who know about each other but have maybe never even met before to uh, show up and compete on the same battlefield. That'd be pretty awesome. Well, considering that, that you don't necessarily know who you're going to be playing against, uh, and considering that you you guys are kind of far flung across the world. Um, how have you guys been preparing for this competition? Well, it, that's a very good point um, and definitely has been a, kind of a tricky one to figure out because obviously we are not going to get a chance to practice in person and, uh, you, you know, you can't really do anything aside of that uh, until until the weekend of and we, we don't fully know when we're even going to get a chance to uh, be with each other on the field. So we're kind of going to have to see how uh, the end war weekend shapes up, so to speak. But uh, in the meantime, we've been sharing some things like, uh, oh, here, you know, here's some good training ideas. Uh, there obviously are some resources out there for uh, ADL rules. Um, I, I would hope so. <laughs> you kind of need to know the rules before going into it. Uh, but there are also, you know, there is some gameplay footage from other people who have played before. So if we want to maybe, you know, study that just a little bit to get a little more uh, intuition, we're doing that. Uh, I mean, we're, we're totally not doing that. We're not studying other people's moves. We would never be so so low. Uh, but obviously, for that style, people are not on the same teams as now. So you never know how that will actually shape up. Um, but we're looking at just uh, good, maybe even yoga to practice. I personally have been trying to start running a little bit more, which is kind of ironic because literally on my channel, I have a series that has the word run in it, but I don't do a whole lot of endurance necessarily. 
Uh, but I think in general, I've tried to start running a little bit more to prep for the end war weekend itself, because obviously the HVZ will require some endurance. So even though foam pro tour may rely more on the sprinting, uh, I'd like to get my endurance up first and then start practicing for maybe those, uh, short engagement distances between cover because they have released the field layout. And I was talking to uh, Jangular a little bit about this um, on maybe some ideas for prepping since, you know, again, we don't have our team able to practice together, but we do have a lot of knowledge on what the field's going to look like. So he said maybe setting up, uh, you know, one piece of cover X distance away, you know, looking at the field, how you want to set it up, and you can practice running to that as quickly as possible, you know, or you can practice running around it, or you you know, obviously want to practice with your blaster, maybe not even shooting, but just practice using it, you know, how you bring it around a corner, all things like that we can obviously do on our own. And then, of course, practicing um, mag reloads, uh, all of our blasters, you know, you have to be very comfortable with those when you go onto the field, practicing what happens if something goes wrong, right? That's uh, something that you definitely want to have a backup plan for. So we're, we're talking a lot about things that we can do on the side. And, uh, you know, if there are chances to play in games like prep games for uh, Ion Rush style games, that's definitely something to go to. If there are just games to go to in the meantime, that's great as well. I personally would love to go to some higher FPS games where I can practice too. And that's proving to be kind of difficult because most of our stuff we organize is, you know, super stock 150, which is awesome and fun. Um, we just don't have a, a great place just yet for um, a field at the very least uh, for AD, ADL style games, but also just the high capacity or uh, high FPS games. I, uh, I'm i going to have to figure out what to do with that and just practice my aiming at the very least. So that's what we're kind of trying to do right now. Hopefully it works. Well, it definitely sounds like you have your work cut out for you to uh, to get ready, but I will definitely be cheering for you from the sidelines when I'm there. So uh, I'm I'm really excited to see how you work together and everything like that. Um, and then once the Foam Pro Tour this year has concluded, do you have any plans for Team Paradox going forward? Are you going to maybe try to participate in other events or next year or anything like that? Yeah, that's a good question. And definitely, you know, how we kind of came together was the the uniqueness of being from five different time zones. I don't imagine that would be, you know, if we continued on the team, I don't think that would be a requirement. Like, oh, we must have one person from a different time zone. Otherwise, you can't be on the team. That would be silly. Uh, it would be cool if the idea of it continued where, you know, you got a team of people from literally around the world to come and play on a team. That would be awesome. Uh, maybe we'll just lose terribly and we'll forget this ever happened. But I'd like to imagine we will do something. We will do something with this right at the at the very end. I don't know what the future is of it, but I think it would be a cool pickup team to have for future events. Maybe, like I said, uh, from around the world or maybe just from uh, different parts of the country. If it is another uh, HVZ, uh, sorry, not HVZ Invitational, just Invitational competitive game, so to speak. Like I know uh, Ragnar Oktoberfest has been doing King of the Hill games. Um, if I'm not committed to a team fully there, like I was for uh, Davis this last time, maybe we'll have a team paradox there. I, I'm not entirely sure, but I'm sure we will have uh, some interest going forward to keep the team and hopefully encourage more people to join on. And yeah, maybe maybe it'll just be that pickup team, the, the glorious pickup team. And you never know what'll happen, but we will have a, a grand old time 
doing it. Awesome. Well, I'm sure that a lot of my listeners are going to want to follow along and kind of keep up with the the latest happenings with Teen Paradox. So what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, that's a good question. We we actually hadn't put anything together for people to follow the the team itself and Maybe now that we talk about the, uh, the, the what happens after more, maybe there will be something going forwards where we have a Facebook page for uh, Team Paradox. Again, only if we do good things, never if we do bad things. Um, but in the meantime, I'm sure I will be posting from uh, some things from my YouTube channel about it as we get closer to uh, End War, Foam Pro Tour, and some ac- uh, after-action uh, footage, hopefully, that some other people can record from the sidelines because I don't plan on recording footage from the field necessarily. Uh, we, we will see how that weekend goes, but anything that I can share, I will I will try and share. Um, and then I, I think Archer is going to be sharing some stuff through the Women of Nerf, Spectre N7, uh, Devil's Nerf Works that are also going to be trying to share things through uh, their social media, so their uh, YouTube or Facebook, I'm pretty sure. Also because we want to uh, show our love for the fine folks at Foam Dart Thunder and Flux Sunglasses who are committing to our cause. Awesome. And in addition to the YouTube channel that we already talked about and that you just mentioned, are there other ways that people can follow you specifically on social media? Yes, I am on Instagram at beret.nerf um, and also on Facebook, same thing, beret.nerf. Uh, I do obviously a lot more on YouTube, but I've gotten I've gotten a little more posting done on Instagram. It's a little bit easier, and I started it last year uh, just after End War, so it's been fun to interact with more people on Instagram too. Uh, I've even live streamed dart sweeps if you want to join in for those uh, riveting afternoons. Awesome. Well, we will include the links to all of those in the show notes at foamcastradio.com so people can go and check all of that stuff out. Brett, thank you so much for talking to me today. It's been really awesome getting to know a little bit more about you as well as your team and your plans for the Foam Pro Tour. Before I let you go, I've got one last question, the same question I ask all my guests at the end of an interview, and that is, what is your favorite blaster? Oh, the question, the question I've always feared. And, you know, I guess I've kind of decided on two of them and I'm going to I'm going to cop out with two of them. Um, I've, I've recently established a logo and in that logo, I have two blasters in my hands and that's what I'm probably going to go with. One is the sledge fire because I love how unique the sledge fire is with its sledge fire shells. And if only, if only the trilogy took sledge fire shells, but we can dream another day. Um, the sledge fire is so satisfying to fire. Um, and I have 35 shells, so I've gotten pretty good at cycling through them relatively quickly. And there's nothing more satisfying than firing three darts down range and then launching a shell over your shoulder as <laughs> you eject one, uh, and then loading one back in as fast as possible. I've gotten some good feedback from people who, uh, are scared to hear the shells plinking on the ground when we were doing some indoor games. So love that. And getting two shots with one shell is a classic story that, that helps solidify my love for the sledge fire. And the other is, of course, the Sax BZ, my homemade um, saxophone with uh, extreme blast zooka integrated into it that fires rockets. It can fire darts and uh, mega darts as well, but it is best for firing rockets, maybe one or two, depending on the situation, and which, of course, launched Mr. Saxman. 
uh, who played at Endwar last year. And unfortunately, he didn't make it back from Endwar last year, but he put up a great fight. He did fantastic. And that's another mod that kind of, I guess, started my YouTube channel, so to speak, because my first series, which involved gameplay footage um, to that extreme, was using the Sax BZ every single game. So it has a special place in my heart. And I made a second one. But the original one is fantastic. So those are the two I'm going with. Great answers. And I can't wait to see if Mr. Saxman is going to make a return at Endwar this year. Brett, thanks so much for talking to me today. Thanks for having me. All right, everybody, before I go, I've got a quick action item from you. Head over to the fan group on Facebook and answer the question, what is your favorite kind of merch or swag? I want to thank Surfshark, SM Enterprises, and Podcoin for sponsoring this episode. Please support the podcast by supporting my sponsors. You can find a complete listing of all my sponsors at filmcastradio.com slash sponsors. Also, thanks to Brett Screechfield for being my guest this week. And, of course, thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the battlefield. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to make sure you won't miss a single episode. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so it's easy to follow us and share this episode with your friends. You can also find us at foamcastradio.com. We can view the show notes, order merch, and more. Tune in next week for a brand new episode of Foamcast Radio. Hi, I'm Ryan Engelstadt, licensed therapist and host of the Best Medicine Podcast, a show where I help people normalize conversations around mental health. I know firsthand how hard it can be to talk about these issues, but there are resources out there. If you're having suicidal thoughts or even just wondering what it would be like if you weren't around, please call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Once again, I'm Ryan Engelstadt of the Best Medicine Podcast, and I'm here to help too. So if you want to reach out to me through my podcast where I answer listeners' questions, you can find me on Twitter at EnglesRye, that's E-N-G-E-L-S-R-Y, or through the Anchor app where you can leave voice messages for my show. Thanks for listening, and thanks for taking care of yourself.